Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light. The private writings of the Saint of Calcutta, Chapter 7, continued. Section 10, Second Self. In her apostolate, Mother Teresa was full of initiative. The difficulties and challenges in her work often provided opportunities for innovation. Such was the case with Jacqueline de Decker, a Belgian nurse and social worker, who wished to join the missionaries of charity but could not because of poor health. Mother Teresa came up with the solution. Since Jacqueline could not work with the poor in Calcutta, she would share in the apostolate by becoming Mother Teresa's second self, a spiritual twin who would offer to God her prayers and suffering for Mother Teresa and the fruitfulness of her work. Mother Teresa, in turn, would offer her prayers and good works for Jacqueline. Jacqueline and others who could not join directly in the work, the sick and suffering co-workers, as they were later called, would join efforts with the sisters in fulfilling the common aim of satiating the thirst of Jesus. Mother Teresa believed that finding a purpose in their sufferings would give them a new incentive to carry on. Love demands sacrifice, but if we love until it hurts, God will give us his peace and joy. Suffering in itself is nothing but suffering shared with Christ's passion is a wonderful gift. This hope of expanding the work of her mission of love to those who at first seemed incapable of sharing in it was a source of joy and consolation for Mother Teresa. She explained to Jacqueline her understanding of the vocation of the missionaries of charity. I am very happy that you are willing to join the suffering members of the missionaries of charity. You see what I mean. You and the others will, who will join will share in all our prayers, works, and whatever we do for souls. And you do the same with us with your prayers and sufferings. You see, the aim of our society is to satiate the thirst of Jesus on the cross for love of souls by working for the salvation and sanctification of the poor in the slums. Who could do this better than you and the others who suffer like you? Your sufferings and prayers will be the chalice in which we, the working members, will pour in the love of souls we gather round. Therefore, you are just as important and necessary for the fulfillment of our aim. To satiate his thirst, we must have a chalice. And you and the others, men, women, children, old and young, poor and rich, are all welcome to make the chalice. In reality, you can do much more while on your bed of pain than I running on my feet. But you and I together can do all things in him who strengthens us. One thing we must have in common the spirit of our society. Total surrender to God, loving trust, and perfect cheerfulness. 
By this you will be known as missionaries of charity. Everyone and anyone who wishes to become a missionary of charity, a carrier of God's love, is welcome. But I want especially the paralyzed, the crippled, the incurables to join. For I know they will bring to the feet of Jesus many souls. In our turn, the sisters will each one have a sister who prays, suffers, thinks, writes to her, and so on. A second self. You see, my dear sister, our work is a most difficult one. If you are with us, praying and suffering for us and the work, we shall be able to do great things for love of him because of you. Personally, I feel very happy, and a new strength has come in my soul at the thought of you and others joining the society spiritually. Now with you and others doing the work with us, what would we not do? What can't we not do for him? As for you, your life is like a burning light which is being consumed for souls. The spiritual assistance of her sick and suffering co-workers proved to be a heartening support in time of trial. When things are difficult, my soul is encouraged with the thought of having you pray and suffer for me, she wrote to Jacqueline. Then I find it easy, and the smile for the good God comes much quicker. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, child of Mary, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What a brilliant little analogy Mother Teresa came up with. What's the analogy? The analogy of the chalice. She and her sisters had been called by Jesus to satiate, to quench his thirst. In all of their chapels, even to this day, the mothers of the sisters of charity, the missionaries of charity, have on their wall beside the crucifix, behind the altar, the words, I thirst. Christ thirsted on the cross for love and for souls. And the sisters are trying to satiate, to quench that thirst. But the question arises, if you're quenching the thirst of Jesus, if he is wanting to drink something, how is he going to drink it? And Mother Teresa says, well, he has to have a chalice. He has to have a cup of some kind. If you offer any one of these little ones, Jesus says, a cup of cold water in my name, you will not lose your reward. 
In other words, there are those who are thirsty and to drink, they need a cup. And how is the cup going to be formed? Into which Mother Teresa and her sisters can pour love? Well, she says it's formed by these co-workers. The first one being this Belgian nurse, Jacqueline de Decker. Jacqueline, by her sufferings, by her prayers, is cooperating with the sisters. And the brilliance of Mother's analogy is this, that she's found a way to explain with an image how she and these suffering members are working together. She and her sisters are on the ground in the slums. And there's going to be these suffering co-workers who are helping them. And the way in which she explains their cooperation is that the suffering co-workers create the chalice into which Mother Teresa and her sisters pour the love and pour the souls. And then together, they help Jesus to drink. Mother Teresa had this spiritual insight. Let us ask her to pray for us. We don't want to lose the value of our own suffering. We want to somehow make up for what's lacking in the sufferings of Christ. We want to do our part. But let us remember that the sufferings, as Mother Teresa said, are in themselves nothing. Yes, love demands sacrifice, she says. Yes, that through this sacrifice we can have joy and peace. But it's not the suffering in itself that's the valuable thing. Suffering is an effect of sin. Suffering is a kind of evil. And it's not suffering for suffering's sake. It's not pain for pain's sake. These things are only beautiful. These things are only wonderful gifts if they're shared with Christ's sufferings. If we can find a way by the grace of the Holy Spirit to unite our sufferings to Christ, then they have value. Then they can bring peace. Then they can bring joy. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.